going live. You're live. I'm live. You're live. We're all live. We're all live. Welcome to another episode of this week's Gig News, part of the Gig2 Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chad, the gay economist in Orlando, Florida, in case you couldn't tell. With my co-host, Hannibal is hungry up there in Brooklyn. What's going on, man? Pretty, pretty good. Excited to get into our topics. There's some, some, some ones I really want to talk about. So, yeah, really excited. Let's go. All right, but, but before we get into it, we got a we got another ad from uh, Tip You on the App podcast. So uh, let me bring them up real quick. Uh, this is his uh, SoundCloud page, SoundCloud.com/slash Tip You on the App, and he recorded another um, uh, voiceover for us. I'm gonna play that real quick. What's up, Chad and Hannibal? After everybody listens to your awesome show, I invite all of you to check out my new show, The Tip You on the App Podcast at tipyouontheapp.com. Here's a few highlights from episode number one. You got two choices. Do you pick up your phone, start recording yourself crying? Understand that Grubhub put me out of business. I'll do something for $8, and then when, I do, when I'm done doing it, I get 15 like, why, why not, I'm not sure why I'm supposed to be mad at that, but it's a thing. That's tipyouontheapp.com, and hey, Chad, I have an awesome Instacart opportunity for you to triple your daily earnings. I'm going to be sending you a six-digit code here in just a minute, so make sure you email it to me ASAP. Have a great show, guys. All right, so that was tipyouontheapp.com or soundcloud.com slash tipyouontheapp. So, uh, you want to BS around a little bit, or should we just dive right into the news? <laughs> What? Oh, are we? Oh, we're no longer doing the um, craziest delivery of the week thing. <laughs> I know. Well, okay, we actually did some deliveries this week. Yeah, uh, it was on what Friday. I decided, you know what? Let me go outside. Let me leave the crib and decide mm-hmm. to do some dashing. I decided to do dinner because Friday night, I'm in Brooklyn. Usually, it's pretty good. Uh-huh. And for the first time ever, and I'm not exaggerating, the first time ever, I could not dash now at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Didn't you put a screenshot yeah. of that on Instagram? It was bizarre. And usually when I see something weird, I go on Reddit or I go on Facebook to say, hey, something's going on. I didn't do that. Maybe because I was just so surprised. I'm like, all right. Like, I'm already kind of tired. I was like, let me try it. But the fact that it – and usually I don't have to – Schedule dashes? I don't schedule dashes. Yeah, I don't either. My area is pretty, you know, when it's busy, it's busy. When, I, when it's not busy, I'm, you know, it doesn't make any sense to go out anyway. But the fact that I just saw gray in the middle of the, you know, at 8 o'clock, it, it, I just like, what is going on? Like, is this so many people that do not need any dashes right now? So, you know, Uber Eats was, Uber Eats was okay. It was still kind of like, you know, not the greatest office, but Uber Eats was fine. But Turned to find out the next day that there was there was something wrong with the DoorDash app. Either there was some kind of stuff going down. I think also it was messing with the customers too. So like a server outage or something. Which which usually happens on the weekends. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many times DoorDash had some problem and it's always on the weekends or or weirdly Tuesdays. I think the first time I remember this happening to me was a Tuesday where I was in the middle of a delivery and it didn't work. But it's always some weekend nonsense where people are trying to make the money or trying to complete challenges. But mm-hmm. it wasn't that, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm used to it. So it didn't like totally mess me up. But I was surprised at how uh, that went down. 
Yeah, I was. Uh, it was pretty dead around here this weekend too. Like, I did pretty. I was doing DoorDash on Friday night, and then I did the lunch on, on Saturday. And I was I was planning on doing like ten thirty to like two thirty, and I only ended up working one hour. I went like eleven thirty to twelve thirty, and yeah. I, I only did two orders the entire time. And I'm started using the driver's utility helper, which one of our sponsors here, we'll get to uh, later in the show, but. So I have an Android, and it only works on Android, and it's just amazing. It's unfathomable, like, how many cheapskate no-tippers there are. Or <laughs> people who tip, they just don't tip enough to make the trip worthwhile. And yeah. um, so it's, 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 it's great. It's really great. Because you, can set your, you can set the miles, how far you mm-hmm. want to go, mm-hmm. gas to mile ratio. And so you don't ever really have to look at the app until something pops yeah. up that's worth getting. Well, because I was going to do, and I'm planning on doing like a review of <clears throat> DUH at some point, yeah. but the I'm like, man, I don't really have like a whole lot of good material to use. And uh, oh, the other thing is I finally got on with corner shop. So I did like one corner shop on Thursday and I did two today. And it's uh, like this, the app itself is terrible, yeah. but the pay is, is good. So it's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde thing here. It's like, oh man, this money is really good, but this app is atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> take, advan- take advantage of the payouts now before, you know, yeah. as always, may dip. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess we can uh, get into the news here. So, uh, our top story of this week is DoorDash almost bought Instacart, or at least had talks about it. So, this is originally reported on this site called The Information, and it's behind a paywall, and it's like super expensive. It's like two hundred bucks a year, but unfortunately, all these other outlets picked up on it. So, like, this is from Yahoo Finance. What the hell? Uh, not that one. You Reuters, U.S. food delivery firm DoorDash Incorporated held talks over the past two months to buy grocery delivery company Instacart for likely price. Between 40 and 50 billion with a B, the information reported. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The talks have fallen apart in recent weeks. The report added partly over concerns whether the deal would get antitrust regulators' approval. Instacart, which plans to list in the next few months, I guess they mean go public, initiated the deal talks according to the report. Instacart had separately initiated talks with Uber about a sales partnership like Uber's partnership with GoPuff, under which customers of Uber's food delivery services can buy items from GoPuff. Setting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those talks have also fallen apart, and Instacart declined to comment, and Uber didn't re- respond to a comment. So, um, yeah, that would have been a huge, huge deal if that had actually happened. That's like when Bud bought Miller and Coors or Time AOL back in the '90s or something. Um, I don't know what what kind of mega merger does that remind you of? I mean, it's funny that you mentioned those names because, you know, when you think about it, it, it's such a massive name, those brands that you're talking about that, Mm -hmm. you know, span decades. Like, I still feel like these companies, DoorDash and Instacart, like they were just, they just got here, but their, their valuation is so ridiculously high. It just, Mm -hmm. yeah, it kind of falls in line in those type of things. Like, but I'm interested in the line where Instacart initiated talks. So I'm thinking if Instacart is initiating the talks, who says that they're going to not bring it up again later on? And then the fact that it will be, you know, they're going to get public. Does that mean they're going to don't need to be brought again? Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm, I'm interested because I'm wondering 
does Instacart and the people who, you know, the investors are looking to, you know, offload, make a boatload of money, not deal with this logistical stuff where you have to, you know, try to make money by delivering stuff, which it's already kind of difficult to be profitable anyway. Like you get, you know, you get it with the, you know, get the, the money while it's getting good. And if DoorDash is willing to, you know, spend what, $40 billion? I'm I I'm be interested to see what happens in the future with Instacart. See if they would try to do that again, even with the new CEO being uh, installed. Mm-hmm. It's possible they may try it again. It's possible. I mean, something <laughs> they mentioned in the story though is that they were just worried that they were going to get shot down by FTC for antitrust because, and actually, and they mentioned the Uber and GoPuff thing, which actually we'll get to um, later in the show. But um, yeah, it's kind of like. It is curious that Instacart reached out to DoorDash and not the other way around. Although, I'm not really sure which of the two companies is bigger. Because I know, I would think Instacart is bigger because they were actually profitable. And I believe DoorDash is still in the red. Yeah. No pun I think DoorDash just has (laughs) so much money. Like, they just have so much, like, investors are trying to prop this thing up Mm -hmm. to the fact that they would, and that would help DoorDash to have that you know mm-hmm. and i think all these little companies you see from like the, the next stories that we have all these companies are just buying each other out anyway yeah it's you know and so what you do is you set yourself up if you're a startup set yourself up to have a really high valuation of the company to get brought out by the big guys you get out you get your money you don't have to worry about trying to figure it out anymore because you're, you're out so i'm just wondering too like doordash wants to get in and take over everything right buying Instacart would be mm-hmm. basically it, right? Like what how who else would compete with DoorDash? Instacart basically has to have a majority of the groceries chains anyway, right? Yeah. Well, and now you got Uber doing corner shop. And I think DoorDash, I mean like now they have the Dash Mart, but I think if they were wise, like they would just start a whole separate app just for um grocery delivery. I mean, because, well, I mean, DoorDash, I mean, one of the, they said that they called it DoorDash for a reason and not food delivery dash or whatever. Because, like, but, I mean, just the you ask the person on the street, what do you think of when you think DoorDash? And they're going to say, you know, pizza delivery, burger, right. you know, food delivery. But it's like, hey, what if I told you you could get, you know, uh, a mouse pad or a two-by-four or, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a food, carburetor yeah, food, from... Pet food, yeah. You can get auto parts, yeah. I think, Do- uh, yeah, I think DoorDash, I think their end game is to kind of rival Amazon. And it's like, and it's basically, and they would that would actually give them a leg up because like with Amazon, like you can literally buy anything on Amazon, but it's still going to take you at least 24, if not 48 hours or longer before it gets yeah. to you, but you could order something on DoorDash from like a store and it'll be here like within an hour or less. So yeah, and I think in a way that DoorDash is trying to, as it looks like, at least initiate it. Well, again, they didn't even initiate the, the conversation, mm-hmm. but Amazon just buys companies. Yeah. They just buy, like, you know, they, you know, bought Whole Foods. And I don't know if they're even making a profit with Whole Foods the way that's going. I don't know if you probably know if they, I know when they first initially bought uh, Whole Foods Market, they were operating at a loss just to get people in the store. So they had all these deals and stuff like that. So I don't know if uh, Whole Foods Market is turning it back into a profit. It probably is at this point, but. Bring that up, Yeah, Jamie. I think, <laughs> I, I think, I think uh, DoorDash is going to have to make some moves 
and getting some of some of these other companies because again mm. it's, it's the competition is really is it's pretty tight between the, you know the three big ones doordash have to start buying some of these little companies out i think what if uh i mean we're just i mean you can say what if till the cows come home but yeah what if doordash <laughs> started a rideshare company would you <laughs> would you, what if doordash wait, bought lyft that's interesting because like it's DoorDash and like you know they're bringing you they're dashing you to your home or from your yeah. home to your job or whatever. But I'm, you know I bet you I bet you they probably thought about it and yeah. they probably thought nah let's not let's not even go there let's let's stick let's figure out how to and I think either Tony Shu one of the, one of the big executives kind of said like we we want to to get you whatever you want mm-hmm. and whatever it is we're going to get it to you. You're going to take it to your home, whatever that is, beyond food and stuff like that. Like, whatever you want, we'll get it to you. And I think that's what, they, that's what they're trying to mm-hmm. spend all their time on. By the way, uh, for the folks watching at home, you might notice that there's no chat on the screen. Um, I just, I've, I think it's um, a little distracting, especially when I'm trying to show a website or whatever. And it's just kind of a pain to just turn it on when it's me and you talking, then turn it off when I'm showing a, a website so i'm just gonna leave it off so i mean you guys can see the chat and i always you can watch the chat replay too so yeah. um uh let's see i guess we can move on to the next two news stories kind of sad news um a doordash driver was killed in the line of duty and a lift driver was assaulted um these are again both local news i'm not gonna play the video because every time i do you know my uh they take the uh they demonetize the video all right so this was in outside of washington dc i think it was prince george's maryland delivery driver fatally shot in mitchellville uh let's see a man working as a delivery driver shot and killed in the job mitchellville maryland er early thursday he was 48 let's see they don't really have much information about this it's just that uh i saw some other stories you know, for, he got uh, from a gunshot wound, 12.20 a.m. Uh, preliminary investigation yeah, he was, revealed he was delivering food to a home in area. Um, so, I mean, these initial reports don't really have a whole lot of detail, just kind of reporting that it happened. Yeah, and then, he was uh, in the middle of a delivery. Yeah, it was probably just in a really he, bad neighborhood. That's the funny thing is, the neighborhood, apparently, and this is reported from one of the news stories I watched, was in a good neighborhood. Really, but just because the thing about when you in bad neighborhoods and rich neighborhoods, mm-hmm. they're very they're not as far as apart as some people may think. Like mm-hmm. the line, you know, there's a thing like the line between you know, the very wealthy and the, and the poor or sometimes are a block or two away. It's not necessarily, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, take several miles to get to a bad part of town. You could just be a bad part of town, maybe a few minutes over. So um, there's not a lot to unpack because i guess they're still obviously they're still investigating but it just seems very this is a tragic situation you know father of four yeah. married he's he was a sale car salesman he's doing doordash just you know, on the side and was this a mistaken thing like maybe like a gang related that got the wrong person like it could go all types of different ways mm-hmm. but definitely it's 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 scary man it's scary. Like yeah. you know, 12, 12 30. And that's why some people say I don't even bother doing any gig work mm-hmm. at twelve thirty. Yeah. It's maybe Amazon Flex, like you're just delivering packages to people's houses, but 
Yeah, I, I'd be curious. I'm going to try to follow this story and see if any more details come out because there isn't a whole lot as far as we know. Um, yeah, I wonder, like, if... I think it's, the dude was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know? That's what, that's, what I, that's my initial thought. Like, it wasn't anything to do with him. Yeah. Like, it matters to his family. His wife doesn't, you know what I mean? His wife wants him home, you know? But it just, yeah, sometimes you're just in a bad, bad... And, and it, you know, 1230 at night, you're mm-hmm. trying to make some extra money. Um, I haven't dashed or did any gig work super late night throughout this summer. Um, and it's not necessarily the crime, but obviously that's one. It's just the, it's just dealing with the traffic and how people drive even more recklessly. And some mm-hmm. of the time they're drinking and it's just it's just not worth it. And also, you're just delivering from McDonald's and Wendy's where, the, yeah. you, you know, sometimes Long they don't let you in a restaurant. And... You got Yeah. So it's not worth it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stories about. Uber and Lyft drivers getting attacked, but you don't really see it with DoorDash drivers. And this is some kind of like v- crazy situation where the driver got into a fight with the customer or something at the door. Yeah. And actually, yeah, yeah. um, we have a, so we have a similar story about a, about a Lyft driver didn't, didn't die, but he was attacked. So this is a, uh, I think this is in LA. Yeah. The incident ap- happened outside a bar in Jerupa Valley in Riverside County region of Southern California. August 1st. Um, I think this dude is uh, Chinese or Korean. So he's what he it was like at 530 in the morning and he picked up a DJ um, who was like finishing a show and he just had too much stuff to fit in the car. And again, if you watch the video, um, like there's a lot more details. And um, so I guess the dude, the, the passenger started to put his equipment in the car and then the driver for whatever reason, like changed his mind. And then yeah. the passenger started beating him with a mic stand. And, you know, so like to kind of Monday morning car, like, you know, I put this on Twitter and like, everybody's just like, well, why did he even, you know, let him in the car in the first place? Or like all, like every driver I saw is like, you know, if you pull up and you just see that much stuff that, you know, in a million years ain't going to fit in your car is like, you just canceled the ride and be like, dude, you got it. And actually, if you watch the dash cam footage, you can hear him tell the guy, you need an XL. Like, th- you don't have enough room. And uh, I think yeah. he had a Corolla or something, like or a, a Kia or something. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I know you don't do ride share, but um, do you think, I don't know, are these just, and I would like to think these are isolated incidents. I don't think this is a, a trend, you know. Yeah, I, I agree that it, majority of the time you're not going to deal with a maniac because that's like something is wrong with that person to react that way and um you know the the driver posted pictures of his uh, injuries and that wasn't uh you know argument you know shoving and maybe a punch was thrown like he was he he got beaten yeah um and and i'm wondering no if that, that yeah that i mean the dude who beat him I, he must have been on something yeah, like I mean, if it's a DJ I mean, at five thirty in the morning, drunk. Okay, they're drunk, but even then, like to react that aggressive, like an animal, like why are you behaving like a dog, an untrained dog? I also think there's more to the story than than we're letting. Maybe on. I mean the dude. He seems like you know he's then you, actually there's a um, sound of him talk calling the nine one one. Like even if it got to a point where okay they're arguing, mm-hmm. all right. It's still the the wounds on the guy. Like clearly, that guy was winning the fight using a weapon on him, mm-hmm. on the driver. It's like what 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 what's going on? 
the good I, I news think they did arrest the, they did arrest the person yeah who did it. that's what i was gonna say the good news is that dude was arrested but yeah. uh yeah he says like and another thing is like it says lift driver beaten calls for changes but it's like <clears throat> like i don't know what do you want lyft or uber to do it's like there's nothing this that's not so one of the reasons um well of many i mean i have like a list this mile long while i quit ride sharing when i'm delivery driving but um is that when you're doing rideshare driving is that you're kind of at the mercy of your passenger because there's a lot of times where like i went to pick somebody up and like you don't realize it till you get there that they're at a walmart and they have two shopping carts full of groceries and they want you to help them put it in the car and unload the car and it's like no you know and like and they're only going like a mile or two and they're in a low-income neighborhood and you know in a million years they ain't gonna tip so it's just like yeah. a complete waste of like a half hour of your time but you kind of pity them or um this happened to me when i used to drive rideshare full time you know i used to get up at like six in the morning i remember i picked up a dude a few miles north of me and he gets in the car and he has like all this like weird like construction equipment and like duffel bags or like you know like the army you know like an army duffel bag you know one that's like six feet long yeah and, yeah. and so he puts like two of those in the back seat and he gets in the back seat and then I bring him to his job and it's at a tree forest place. <laughs> and it's like, it's just equipment for like cutting down trees or actually it's equipment for climbing up trees. Right. And, uh, of course, like the seats and the floor were like all dirty when he, and it's like, it's, it's like, it's just dirt. So like you can vacuum it up, but so it's not enough that you can claim a cleaning fee or whatever, but it's still annoying. And it's just, again, that's, yeah. The, the thing if you're a rideshare driver is that you're at the mercy of whatever your rider wants and sometimes like if it's in the middle of the night and you know you're just you like if you're really hurting for money you just need that money or you just yeah. i i don't know if it was all rideshare drivers but for me like i know like i just like would pity the dri the riders so much we'd like you know like i can't turn them down so yeah it just it doesn't uh I could see why there's still a, sh a shortage of mm. drivers. Like it's, you know, cause eventually you're doing it for a while and you're like, you know what? I'll mm. just do something else. I'll just go pick up food. I'll rather just sign up for the rest of these apps and leave the ride sharing alone. And I think that's why, you know, there's a shortage and the trips are even more expensive. So, um, you know, I don't think anything, I think things will still have, will still be a problem with Uber and Lyft. I think a lot of mm. ride share drivers are, are pretty much done with with doing it what do you think is the what's the the line in the sand where the passenger wants to bring something like that's unreasonable like if you're picking somebody up and they're going to the airport like how many pieces of luggage is it before it's too much is it just enough well, when you run out of room or is it like you know it's one guy and he has like four suitcases you know I mean, yeah, it has to be, um, I guess if I did ride share, yeah, it would be either I'm not doing any airport trips. I'm just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Like if I know that's where it's going to go, I'm like, I'm not interested. So like why, which is could be, I mean, I, I, I know back in the day, cabs liked airport trips because you made a good amount of money. I don't know if it's the same now in terms of uh, how much money they're getting paid, but I would, yeah, I just wouldn't be in areas where I'm expecting to take someone to an airport. Mm -hmm. And um, even animals, like, you know, you should let your Uber driver let driver know that you have a dog. Well, you know, Uber you know. introduced Uber Pet like a year ago and like nobody ever used it. So they got rid of it. 
it was like you could like yeah. one of the options when you yeah. turn on Uber, like it would have like you know Uber Eats, Uber Connect, Uber X, and it would have Uber Pet. And it just means like if so if you, like if you have a dog with you, like if you're just going to the park and back or wherever you're going, like if it comes up as Uber Pet, you know there's going to be an animal in your car, and like you can opt out of it, but you mm-hmm. can't opt out of like seeing eye dogs if the you know for a blind person obviously and i mean the two years that i did rideshare i mean i only had like a handful of dogs in the car and they were all well behaved it was all people just going to or from a party and a lot of times yeah. they were just purse dogs you know like little chihuahuas or yeah, whatever I, it's funny i don't even count them as dogs but yeah it, <laughs> but you know you're talking about like the dog that will sit next to some people you know some uber drivers uber drivers are very you know cultural where they don't you know animals are not supposed to be kind of sitting where humans mm-hmm. sit i mean not all of them but some people have that kind of thing too so it's a lot you gotta deal with and then mm-hmm. working at late at night you're dealing with drunk people drunk people can kind of be aggressive or too talkative or creepy mm-hmm. um I'm, i give anyone props to do it you know you're doing it to try to make that money and you like you just hope every night that you have or every time you go in that car to do your shift that you just want a nice clean shift right yeah uh, shout out to Rideshare Lisa in the comments. She did a, a, a Chad's Charity Challenge. So thanks uh, to Lisa. for. I, actually, I forgot to do the, uh, I got to donate 20 bucks on her behalf to nice, the American nice. Cancer Society. So yeah, that's still, Chad's Charity Challenge is still going on. Make a video of giving a tour of your car and I'll donate 20 bucks to American Cancer Society. Hmm. Uh, well, we got this lull here. Let me, we got another ad again from, Driver's Utility Helper, which we talked about a minute ago. So let me let me play this real quick. I think it's only a 30-second spot. Are you a DoorDash delivery driver? Would you like to be safer and less stressed while driving and earn more at the same time? The Driver's Utility Helper app allows you to do just that. Create custom filters and its automated system does the work for you automatically declining unwanted low-paying requests and accepting more profitable requests so you can focus on driving. Visit acceptordecline.com to get started today. Yeah, and that's not just a paid sponsor. That's a product I actually I use myself and, and definitely recommend for all DoorDash drivers especially if you have an android because it only works on android if you can go on if you don't have if you're an iphone user like me and you you can get an android for cheap on craigslist or like at like the corner store almost now you know and then just use your phone as a hotspot which is what i do and then use a a driver's utility helper on your android you'll be amazed like how it just makes it so quick and easy yeah i bought a i bought a pixel 3 on ebay for a hundred dollars yeah awesome yeah all right moving on this is a an op-ed piece i know i said we wanted to kind of get into uh like op-ed news and this is you've probably heard of gig workers collective they're you know they're not they're not a lobby organization i mean that what you would call an ngo non-governmental organization mm-hmm. um they are pretty left-leaning far left-leaning for my taste but they Mm -hmm. are i mean love them or hate them the fact is they're like one of the biggest voices out there of um well what they say is representing gig workers so you know if they whatever they put out is like something that you have to uh you know listen up to so this is 
they did an open letter to Fiji Simo, Instacart's new CD, CEO, and they right. basically just gave her a list of demands. They said, in order to start mending your relationship with shoppers, these five most crucial issues must be fixed. I'm just going to read the bullet points. Number one, Instacart shoppers must be paid by order and not by batch. Two, Instacart must reintroduce item commission. Three, Instacart's rating system unfairly punishes shoppers for issues outside their control. Four, Instacart shoppers need occupational death benefits. And five, the default tip must be raised to at least 10% for every single order. Um, I would agree on some of these, like the default tip, that doesn't cost Instacart anything. I don't know what they're talking about with death benefits. Um, the rating system, yeah, I agree. It's it's very unfair. Uh, and then these first two about uh, getting paid. Anytime you ask for more money, yeah, that ain't going to happen. Not, not in a... You know, if you had an actual union and you could, and we we're employees, you might be able to have something to negotiate with. But, you know, they, they can, I mean, why stop there? Why not ask for $100 a batch, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's always, it seems like the best way to do the negotiations. Yes, of course, ask for money. I mean, we all want more, want more money, mm-hmm. but you want to get like easy wins first. Like, they get yeah. the easy wins. Like, all right, let's work on the review, the, the rating system, and make sure that people are, you know, choppers are not getting um, unfairly, uh, you know, I guess dealt with, with a bad rating because of something that went beyond their control. Like, let's figure that that system out. Um, and yeah, uh, default tip at 10%. Sure. I don't know if they'll do that because again, the tipping thing is you know something they don't want to like try to figure out how a way to force a tip. Yeah, I mean, like but, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't cost Instacart anything to set the default tip to ten percent, and then it's up to the customer to change it. I guess the only reason they don't do that is because uh, I would assume that they assume is that the customers um, and actually you really have to pay when you're placing an Instacart order, especially if it's your first time is you don't pay attention to that. Like the tip part is just kind of like in the corner somewhere and you actually have to know how to go and change it up or down. And so if they change it to 10%, the all these naive customers, they're gonna all of a sudden like they're, they're, they're gonna be like, oh my God, like why is my order so much more expensive? I, you know, I order the same thing every week. Why is yeah, it? Yeah, you gotta be really yeah. careful about that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's I think that's why Instacart doesn't move it to ten percent. I think that they, or at the very least, they should. I don't think they would ever do this, but they should have like some kind of disclaimer, like, like especially if the customer doesn't tip at all. Which actually, actually, those cheapskate customers that they know how to go in and put zero tip, you know. Um, although I think if you're only tipping five percent, especially at at Aldi, where it comes out to like two bucks, uh, that's a pretty cheapskate <laughs> too. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah. They they should have like some kind of banner pop up like caution, not tipping your shopper in advance may result will likely result in delayed delivery times. Shoppers are able a, to see the, that they they are they're going to be people who would complain about that. I don't know if they'll do it publicly because mm-hmm. then you know like oh this guy's a cheap you know you know we branded a cheapskate, but. It'll be it'll be something nice. Like one of those things like you wish it would happen. I just don't know if it actually would happen. Yeah. Like that's going back to the beginning, like I think, you know, shoppers, even you know, dashers, whoever we need to try to have demands that help our experience mm-hmm. of using oh, yeah. the app and rather than just go to the straight, give us more money. Because that's the first thing. Of course we want more money. But you know, that's the that's the first thing they're not going to do. 
right? They're not going to go out to give us more money. But if they can just fix the experience of the app, experience of using it, that will help. I think a lot of us don't mind working hard to get to make get paid, but we just don't want to be shafted off, especially with Instacart, where I, you know, is that shadow, is shadow banning? Is that actually true? Like if you get like one bad review, mm-hmm. you don't you don't see the batches or you don't able to like. Yeah, that's what I heard. I I, I don't. I don't. Oh, it's yeah. It's bad review. It's definitely true. Know. Like you want to maintain a five rating at all times. Mm-hmm. And I think it's possible, I don't know if it's likely, it's certainly possible that under this new CEO is that maybe that's something that she could address. Because she you hope so. She actually has addressed shoppers more in like the last month than a Purva Meta ever addressed us in like the last 10 years or whatever. Yeah. So um, it's that's that's something that's possible. Like just because, again, that's something that doesn't cost Instacart anything. You don't have to raise exactly. prices. So yeah. they just need to fix that. Um, the the way the algorithm, but it, I mean it's like it, this kind of goes back to my if you saw my interview with Valdesta is that it goes back to these gig companies they actually kind of prioritize the newbies over the veterans, and you know um because they have that W two mindset and they're just trying to churn out the work just to get it done because like they're trying to please an algorithm yeah and um yeah, yeah so um lost my train of thought but yeah it, it, they definitely the rating system by far needs to be overhauled although there was a story i think there's a few two or three months ago where instacart did a in-house survey and it said like 70 percent of shoppers think the rating system is fair i, mean, I don't know if you remember that yeah we talked about that on our first show the old the old ceo right like that was his yeah. so, didn't we talk about uh, that yeah, on so. our first show we may have we may have, but I, I've heard from so many shoppers, either you know, content creators like like yourself and others, mm-hmm. that just scoffed at that survey. It was like that's yeah, it's not true. Like it's fake news. Like that's mm-hmm. not true. Everyone, I, I mean, we all have is all anecdotal. Like you're talking to people, you're not really doing a, your own poll. But mm-hmm. especially if you're a content creator, you you're talking to many many people who on your channel. There, it, that idea seventy percent are fine with it. It's not true. Like it's just not true. Yeah, uh, totally agree. So, um, yeah, check that out. Uh, link in the description below. There's links to everything, but let's move on to the next story. If I can find it. Whoops, there we go. Duck, duck, go. All right, this is from marketwatch.com. FTC investigating Uber's partnership with GoPuff and its deal for Drizzly. And this is a very, very similar to the last one. It's basically... It all comes down to antitrust. Antitrust regulators reporting linking to whether deals would stifle competition. Uh, so a partnership between Uber and GoPuff is being investigated by the FTC. Again, this is another one from the information, which is a, a site I never heard of until this week, and all of a sudden they're scooping two stories. Uh, according to the report, antitrust regulators are also conducting yeah. a parallel investigation of Uber's proposed $1. billion acquisition of Drizzly. You know, I've heard of Drizzly, but I don't think we have it around here. Or... I think I've done yeah, Drizzly orders through DoorDash or something, or uh, yeah, it's through. I, I thought it was. Through, that's why I looked at it. I'd be like, maybe I'm mistaken, but uh, Drizzly is definitely here in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought you can get alcoholic uh, like Drizzly orders from DoorDash. So I'm confused. Yeah. So I'm, maybe or this idea of Uber just buys it, then you know it's not mm-hmm. going to be able to be on uh, DoorDash. <clears throat> but I don't see if they pick up Drizzly. I don't see how that's a big. I'm sure. We, so that's not that's not what they worried about the antitrust with Drizzly. Maybe go puff. It I, says I think, uh, 
Last year, GoPuff bought West Coast alcoholic beverage retailer Bevmo for about three hundred fifty million. I didn't. I hadn't heard that story. And it says uh, Uber GoPuff investigation after companies announced a partnership. I've heard of Bevmo. Oh, it's just, just so much money. No, I've heard of Bevmo. I just didn't haven't heard. I didn't hear that Uber or uh, GoPuff bought them. It's funny. GoPuff just came out of nowhere, and they're still what I would consider a minor league gig app. You know, I don't think they're quite at the scale of you know Uber. Yeah, Lyft. that's why. I'm... Go ahead. I was wondering why would um why would antitrust regulators worry about you know small kind of startups? Because sorry, DoorDash, Instacart, I can see yeah you have to you know you have to pay attention to that. But the mm-hmm. Drizzly and GoPuff, like eh. Yeah, well, Drizzly is I would consider pretty minuscule compared like even compared to GoPuff, and then GoPuff's pretty minuscule compared to mm. Uber and DoorDash, obviously, but um. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, DoorDash and Instacart talked about merging and then uh, Uber and Go. I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Uber bought GoPuff. And it's, again, it just comes down to antitrust regulations. And, or it's just, um, it could just be a cultural dispute between the companies of just like, you know, okay, yeah, buy us out, but I still want to have, I still want to be the CEO of this company. Or, and they're like, no, we're got we're going to put our own people in. Yeah. That, that was kind of, yeah. You mentioned that a few weeks ago when we were talking about um, Instacart getting all these Facebook executives, and you're saying like, well, they probably want to have their own people, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, you know, it's sure those favors that you have to address. Like, hey, I helped you mm-hmm. out and get this job over here when we was on Facebook, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn that favor, and make me a whatever, whatever Instacart. And you're like, all right, yeah, you're right, I owe you. You know what I mean? Like, it, yep. sometimes it can be just as simple as that. And by the way, folks, this is how Washington works, too. That's why all the people who work in the regulation industries are from the industry that they're regulating. Yeah. So that's yeah. why, you know, spit, like people spit, always say, we need more facts, regulation. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, they're just <laughs> going to take the executives from the company. And I regulate the banks. They get someone who worked at the banks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. I, that In retrospect, that was kind of a non-story, but... Um, Let's move on to something. This is a kind of a f- f- uh, not not fluff piece, but I don't think it's a bit. Everybody's been talking about this, especially on GigTube. Is uh, DoorDash just announced Double Dash, which is where you can uh, you place an order. And actually, to me, this is kind of old news because uh, I order from Qdoba a lot. They're only like a mile and a half down the road, and every time I order from there, DoorDash always tries to. It says, hey, want to get something at Racetrack, like a candy bar or an energy drink or whatever? Because Racetrack mm-hmm. is on the way from uh, the store to me. And right. which, Racetrack is a gas station, by the way. But they have, like, it's more, like, it's, you know, it's like a pretty big convenience. It's not as good as Wawa, but it's it's almost as good. So anyway, so every time I order Qdoba or just um, any restaurant, like, where uh, Racetrack is on the way between here and there, they're always trying to say, hey, like it actually has a countdown timer and it says like the next 10 minutes you can add on, you know, a uh, hot dog or ice cream or, you know, candy bar, energy drink, a bag of ice, six pack of beer, whatever you would get. Something from something simple that's, you yeah. have to wait on, I'm assuming. Yeah. And, and like like I said, they've been doing this, it feels like two months now, but I know it's been like at least a month. And now they're just, they just, they just announced it like now as Double Dash, which is, wasn't that mm. a, a KFC product? <laughs> 
That was double down. Yeah. Yeah, that that weird whatever sample. Yeah, that was gross. You know, the double down started out as a April Fool's joke. It wasn't real, and then they made it real. Yeah. 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 I I think I've tried it. It's like. Yeah, we should. We need. We need. Every show we do, we need to have like some kind of food talk. The food discussion. (laughs) Yeah. Because food has so much to do with our job. So. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Um, yeah, I, I'm guessing they, I guess they made it official. They may have maybe did it in some small areas, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, upselling is a part of business. You want to upsell as much as, you, as possible. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that, you know, if someone is already, you got the food and you're looking for something else and it's on the way, mm-hmm. how well the algorithm works for that. Who, you know, I haven't, I haven't experienced uh, one before, so I don't know how it goes. I think Tanner made a video either today or yesterday how his experience was not that great. For a double dash, so that would be kind of uh, a fearing with me if I had a bad experience going somewhere else. Like I kind of just, I, I kind of just want to, you know, go to the restaurant, get this food, and give it to you. But again, I understand. I would the idea of it. Like it's a good idea. Like you, you are you potentially you make a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. Customer can go get something else. DoorDash. Me. So it's but how much though? Thing. That's what that's what I'm wondering because like. They're like, if they're saying, hey, you got to stop at the gas station and pick up some candy bars on your way, and we're going to throw you an extra buck or two. Like, can you, I, I haven't what been. Happened if, what happened if you say, no, I don't want to do that? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Does I was the, like, does the customer get upset with you? And like, why you didn't want to go and get my candy bars? And then now you get like a bad rating. So it kind of sets you up for failure sometimes. Yeah, I, I didn't have any, I've never had a double dash. I've had, now DoorDash seems to be copying Uber Eats or Uber Eats, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Uber Eats is copying DoorDash because now uh, Uber Eats, it'll actually it'll let you pick up from two restaurants going to two customers at the same time, which yeah, DoorDash yeah. has had Uber for Eats a while. Uh, yeah. Actually, um, no, I did that once uh, for uh, DoorDash. I don't know if it was called a double dash. I just got picked up too. And me, I was so silly for the I same customer. Different people with the same name. Like two different orders, for, but they, I thought they were different people. And then same the guy address. Was like, oh, huh? The same address or two separate addresses? It it was I was you know it was a uh, it was DoorDash. So I went to one address. I didn't I didn't look at the other address because I'm like, all right, you know how you, I'm thinking it's going to do different places. Mm-hmm. He had to tell me, oh, where oh I, I ordered this instead. Like oh, I had to go back and get in the car. So was that a double dash? Like I, I don't even know. I, <laughs> I did one and I didn't even know. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean. It's uh, to me. It's 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 really not that big of a deal. It's it, it doesn't surprise me in the least. It's yeah. clever, and I will say, like, I mean, but this is how DoorDash stays a few steps ahead of everybody else. Is because, I mean, Uber could have thought of this years ago, and you know, in a million years, Grubhub ain't gonna do this. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got one more ad for Maximo. So all you rideshare drivers, listen up. Meet Joe. He's a rideshare driver that drives for Uber and Lyft. Joe currently uses multiple phones to efficiently drive for Uber and Lyft. 
But this can be a pain at times and very unsafe. That was until Joe found Maximo, the rideshare app that automates Uber and Lyft ride requests. Maximo will use the filters set by Joe, like time, distance, and passenger rating, to determine which rides are best suited for Joe. When a ride request comes in, Joe doesn't need to worry. Maximo will automatically accept the ride request that matches his filters, and then turn off the app that isn't currently on a ride. Once Joe finishes the ride, Maximo will turn everything back on. This will allow Joe to focus more on his passengers and driving safe. All right, that was uh, from Maximo, uh, MaximoApp.com. There's a link in the description below. Um, I'm thinking about uh, doing, at least for the sake of a video, not so much to make money, but... Um, I actually downloaded the Lyft app, applied, and I'm undergoing a background check right now. And once I get approved, I think I am going to do a week of just doing rideshare to see if it's changed since well, okay. uh, since I did it last. You get like a, a newbie bonus or newbie yeah. whatever, right? Well, yeah, Lyft, it says give 120 rides by September 10th, and I get 1800 bucks or something like that. Mm. But... Like they someone cleared my background. They already started the the promo. Like the the clock is ticking, but I'm still not approved to drive yet. So it's like, what the hell? Are they using? Are they, do they use Checker as well? Yeah, of course. Which I don't know why it takes. It's it's been I don't know like five days, and like with I've seen it yeah. clear in hours with other apps. Like you apply and yeah. like you apply around breakfast and by by lunch you're cleared to start working. So I don't know why it takes a week with Lyft. Maybe they just have like so many applicants. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I am considering doing rideshare driving if for no other reason just to make a video and <laughs> I'll probably delete the app again. <laughs> All right, so now we move on to the, the funny news section of the show or in this particular story, the disgusting news of the show. This is from the daily.com. Uh, Uber Eats driver caught stealing portion of customer's food and putting it in his own container. Now, again, another TikTok video. Again, I'm not going to play it or else this video is going to get demonetized. But if everybody, this has been making the rounds. So I first, when I first saw this, I thought it was a hoax because it's happening in broad daylight. The dude just sitting there on the street and like he just takes with his bare hands like noodles and other food pieces out of the the customer's food container and then puts it in his own Tupperware. And then yeah. he's smart enough to staple it back up. And then I think he was on a bicycle and he just, you know, goes about on his business. And so when I first saw it, I'm like, this is probably just some viral video stunt. Like, and, and also like, how can you confirm that this is a, an Uber East driver? But I saw an actual legit news story from MSN.com and it says Uber reports that this driver has been deactivated. So yeah, I think once once he started to staple it, I, it was like, yeah, that's probably not a host. Like he's act, and he's done this so many times <laughs> that he got he, he got the whole system planned out. But I guess the the way because it wouldn't be possible to know he was doing this unless he had a bike and he was doing this outside. Because if he had a car, you he would have been continuing to work and mm -hmm. beat this disgusting person. But the fact that he was just so brazen and like, I yeah, I do this, and I'll just right in front of anyone to a point where we all know what delivery looks like. So mm -hmm. that's why that, that person who made that video 
looks like what? Hey, what is he doing? That looks weird. Like, and maybe you've seen him walk out the store with an order, mm-hmm. and he's like, why is he sitting down at the curb? Like, what's going on here? And you just see him just, you know, an idea like, yeah, maybe one idea is he, that order may have been canceled, and he's mm-hmm. just chilling, but. You don't walk out the restaurant and order gets canceled. It doesn't work. You know, it takes a while. You have to get to the person's house and what or whatever mm-hmm. transpired. So, yeah, it's not. He should be deactivated. He should be like arrested, he have charges <laughs> or something, right? Like what? I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, I think it might be one of those situations where it's both a hoax and or it's like it's not not a hoax, but like it's it's staged but real. Maybe it's like this dude, like he was gonna quit Uber anyway, and he wanted to go out with a bang. And he wanted to get a viral video on TikTok, which I still don't get the point of TikTok because unless you're like a super mega influencer like Addison Ray or something like that, it's like, I don't know how anybody makes money on TikTok because can you monetize it like YouTube? I thought I think it's just it's just if if you do well enough, you it's about attention. So as long as you get yeah. like seeing the uh, Instagram, if you have a large Instagram following, you basically your attention you can bring people to your other websites or your products or sponsorships. So it's kind of the same as YouTube instead of, you know, you're not getting ad revenue, but if you got a million TikTok followers, it's called yeah. followers. Well, you'll get, you'll get uh sponsors and yeah, sponsors will come and you have to yeah. sell their, their crap. So yeah. I, again, I'm not a TikToker. I feel like Instagram does everything that TikTok does now. So I was like, well, <laughs> well I'm not going to download TikTok, but I know like there's, there's a lot of accounts yeah. I follow on Instagram where they're just reposting stuff from tiktok like there's a i don't know if you follow there's a good account it's called doordash humor yeah yeah that's the one i, I follow yeah. yeah and they do all uh, they do I is just TikTok content yeah me. they copy and paste from tiktok and actually like i mean we could do a whole show of just us reviewing maybe and maybe we should just review some d- these doordash humor videos i mean nugs does it <laughs> oh uh gig life actually has a tiktok um, yep. From what I've seen, it actually looks pretty funny. I, I don't have a TikTok to look see his videos, but uh, Gig Life he he has one as and, well. Uh, yeah, and Dash Theory TV. So mm-hmm. we need we need a TikTok correspondent. So somebody reach out to us, and we also need a Reddit correspondent. Because uh, I'm not wallowing through that filth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a couple other stories similar to this that I just couldn't find right now, but. Uh, I think the last news story is, and it's gig, sort of GigTube related, is that Para is back, quote unquote. So they had that, you know, they were they were offline for like what a week or something because uh, DoorDash sent them the cease and desist letter, and they said, well, you know what, DoorDash doesn't want to negotiate, so screw them. We're we're back online, but it's yeah. like at first they said tip transparency is back, and then if you read the fine print, it says tip predictor is back which Correct. to me is not the same thing no it isn't but a lot of people are very happy that it came back or at least the ones that are, that, that are in the facebook group they're very happy and um to predict for, I, I would like to know how effective it is mm-hmm. um but when you go on the facebook group you see a lot of people posting screenshots of you know i guess power predicting it right like you know you're this this you should get this much tipping and actually does get near the, the total amount so mm-hmm. um i ha- i haven't fired up the app um i wonder who decided you know what if it's just predictor then i could predict them so i'm just gonna not be bothered by another app or yeah more, you know more space do you have to deal with your phone like i'll mm-hmm. just all right if it's not gonna tell me exactly what it is then i could predict it myself i think you know you can't predict a unicorn 
point. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you're not gonna be able to pull that out compared to how it was before, where you can literally see the tip. Now, you just you, basically you someone's helping you. It's like another person helping you. That's what the app is. Like, mm-hmm. But you you do it by yourself. You know what it's like. Yourself. I don't know if you ever watch poker on TV, but they always have like it's yeah. they have like winning percentages next to each player, like or like not even poker, like open ESPN app and any game that's in real time, there's a graph going up and down that says chances of winning, and like you, you'll see it go up and down as each team scores or whatever. And that's basically, that's kind of like what para is. It's kind of like chances of winning. And it's kind of like, yeah, chances. But um, if you. And and some people are pretty okay with it because they may not have the experience to do it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it also, I think they, we we all want control or at least the illusion of control. So this app makes a dasher may feel better about going out there because they Mm -hmm. think they can still have some control about the orders that may have the tip and they can figure it out and the app helps them. So I, you know, I have no fault if someone wants to use it if, and if it's working well and it makes you go out there and work and make some money and, you know, go after it. You know, they said that uh, they finally integrated Grubhub where they can, it'll show you the mileage, but I've, uh, I have the, the app in front that. of me. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it either because that, I, I mean, that would be helpful working on that. Yeah. Okay. But if that did happen, then I think yeah, they said it's I an a beta use, test. I would use Power for Grubhub. Yes. Yeah, I the agree. Mileages. I, I, I'm okay with figuring out, but I like to know exactly how far. Like, it's just yeah. I don't need the subtotals. I don't need all that because Grubhub the payouts mm-hmm. are usually better anyway. Mm-hmm. But let me know if I'm going five miles without me stupidly oh, yeah. accepting it and realize I'm going too far. Oh yeah, and if you think that's bad, uh, I sign up with Bite Squad. Oh, that that that's by far probably. I can't even. I don't even know how they're still in business. It's so <laughs> this app is so terrible. There's no map screen. It'll tell you the restaurant that you're going to pick up at, and yeah. it'll tell you like the expected um, delivery time. But it's not until you get there, collect the order, and hit swipe to start driving that you can even see the customer's address. Like there's, like I said, there's no map, nothing, and um, I mean, Corner Shop is almost as bad. Bite Squad is pretty terrible, and like it's, it's not really around me. I did it like it's more down in like Orlando City area, downtown Orlando, but um, so I, I don't like, and I guess Bite Squad is owned by Waiter, which is one of those real, real tiny uh, gig apps. But um, yeah, a, a point I was gonna make is I, I support Para in principle just to stick it to the man and uh, para and well duh they still have the para integration on it where you can like it'll say wait until para gets the full like you can you can wait for that to come in before it accepts or declines the order for you but I, i think like either either use para or use duh because or if you're just a driver that is absolutely steadfast, like I am not going to accept anything under six bucks or eight bucks or whatever your threshold is, like you just set DUH to that, you don't have to do anything. And then if you get an extra tip, yeah, that's great. Yeah, but, exactly. Where you, it doesn't matter who's paying me. Either DoorDash is going to have to pay me to take the order, or I got a tip, and they want they want to show it. I'll I'm going to get the order, but. 
and that's fine. Like I, you know, using when I used uh, the the Lutilia helper a couple of weeks ago, last time I was like really really dashing, I realized I was doing a lot of double orders, but there were food that was just sitting there, <laughs> and also mm-hmm. I had the, I had my mileage kind of like I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go anywhere past four miles because everything is so clustered here. So I didn't want to mm-hmm. go far. So I was just picking up a bunch of orders that were just sitting there. And the payouts were like $9 where they didn't tip. And that doesn't bother me. Like some people still get bothered by like, oh, he didn't tip me. Like, well, I got paid from somebody. Someone gave me money. Yeah. Uh, you know, if DoorDash had to up it up because this food been sitting here for an hour and a half and the, and the dummy didn't want to tip. <laughs> and I, well, I, yeah, I came in, here's your cold food and I still got paid and you got your food. So um well i just kind of worry like the, if you're the driver that drops off the 90 minute late food is that you're the one that's going to get the one star and that's one thing that you have to worry about mm-hmm. but for me I, i'll take it like uh, and, you, know, and, and you you'll wonder that you realize how many times especially a lot of people who do order and you're not tipping mm-hmm. you're always waiting for your food like it's not a surprise right like yeah no one is getting their food within an hour or within 45 minutes if you didn't tip. So if you're you're constantly not tipping, then you're always waiting for your food. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I guess that about wraps it up for this show. We finished a little early tonight. Um, anybody in the comments have anything they want to discuss? Remington Maxwell says, to get beyond a news paywall, left, well, he said left clock. I think he means left click. Inspect... Mm-hmm. Inspect URL, add a at at the end. I'll have to try that. So I've been, yeah, try that and let me let me know. Because a lot of these new sites that I use, especially like the information, Bloomberg, you know, they're all behind a paywall. And what I've been doing, and if anybody from privacy.com is watching, I would love for you to be a sponsor of the show. Privacy, I actually, I, I, I've known about them years, well, not years ago. I know, I know about them from a while from uh, uh, Darknet Diaries, but uh, they also sponsor Tim Pool. So privacy.com is like what you do is instead of like any time you want to buy anything online, instead of giving them your actual debit card number, you go through privacy.com and it creates a virtual, you know, fake credit card. I mean, it'll work as far as like the numbers and the, in the expiration date and all that stuff that'll work. And like, you can just put it for like one time purchase. So like anything that you buy where there's a subscription, I definitely recommend going through privacy.com and then creating that virtual card because then when they try to renew it, that virtual card doesn't exist anymore and it's going to decline it. So that's a, it's a great way to save on or, or anything that's where there's a free trial and they still make you enter a credit card, go to privacy.com and just get a free virtual card. I mean, and then pay your dollar or whatever it is. Hannibal, your, your video. I'm still here. For some reason that my camera, the other camera just, I don't know if it it died. Um, It may have died. So this is a laptop camera. <laughs> Quality. How big my head is. <laughs> it's funny, right? With, as the shows and the cameras, like, yeah, I think I'm done too. Yeah. So uh, we're looking for always looking for sponsors for this show. Where's uh, Me Undies, Casper, uh, Dollar Shave Club? If you want to advertise on this show, we're happy to take your money. Although I, <laughs> I am appreciative that our two sponsors, uh, Middleton Technologies and tip you on the app podcast are you know within the same community as us so awesome yes yes and the products that you know you, you actually use and consume so and i actually am going to be interviewing gary middleton from middleton technologies not this coming wednesday but the wednesday after that and nice. uh, i'm nice. still i have i reached out to an a-lister 
A-lister GigTuber, and this person expressed interest, and I said, okay, how about this Wednesday at 8? And I haven't heard back from him. Mm-hmm. So if that person is listening or watching, uh, please let me know. You know, I'm flexible. I mean, I prefer Wednesday at 8, but I can move it up or down as needed, you know. So, um, and also... Uh, I teased this on Instagram is that I finally took out um, an actual podcast host. So pretty soon, I don't think it's going to be this episode, maybe next week. Um, The audio of both this show and the interview show will be available on all podcatchers, uh, hopefully starting next week. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And we're still operating at a loss here because I got to spend money on... Like all these damn new site subscriptions, you know, even like, you know, this mic, these lights, all this stuff that counts as, uh, you know, uh, investment into doing this show well, and the podcast. Well, if you want to you wanna make money, you got to spend money, Chad. Yep. So I'm, uh, let me, you know, give a shout out again. Thanks to Gary at Middleton Technologies and uh, Jeff at uh, tipyouontheapp.com for uh, sponsoring the show. Um, so if you're, look- if you're interested in, you know, sponsoring this show, We'd love to have you. So just reach out to me, uh, either you can in the comments or message me on Instagram, ChadPolins at yahoo.com, gmail.com, outlook.com, or you know I'm I'm, I'm easy to reach. Just find, come find me. And uh, that's the other thing I could do is build a website and uh, and get a custom URL. So nice. All right. Well, uh, slightly shorter show tonight. There wasn't a whole lot going on this week. And what did go on was actually kind of boring, like antitrust deals. <laughs> <laughs> you got something to... dramatic will happen uh, over this week, so we can talk about it next mm. week. Yeah. What's uh, what do you got on the the roster for this week upcoming? Um, nothing. I mean, uh, you know, just making more videos. Um, thinking about some other stuff, mm-hmm. and also still thinking about some interviews I like to do. So. Yeah, just check my channel every once in a while. I'll have something new popped up. Cool. Yeah, and you interviewed Eli and Gig Life this past week, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah so check those really out. Really a lot of fun. A lot of fun talking to them. I realize there's a certain kind of um, hustle and like the people who are doing it and, and you know making money doing multiple things. There's a certain way of how they look at mm-hmm. things. And talking to you as well. Like you guys aren't you know you guys that aren't really playing the victim. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the level of you just mm-hmm. you out there doing. 10,000 apps because you don't want to be bothered worrying about one situation. Like, you know, some of us uh, dashers out here just kind of dwell on dashing because that's what we use. But there's so much more. And if you actually want to make it, you Mm -hmm. want to have to do other stuff. Right on. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up. Thanks again for watching. I'm Chad, the Gig Economist in Orlando. He's Hannibal, is hungry. That's not his last name. It's just his. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not last name. <laughs> so uh, have a good week, everybody, and I will see you on Wednesday. All right. Good night, guys. Yep. Bye. End stream. End stream. All right. You know, I forgot to turn. I have this fan over here.